0: Everybody, welcome to the Five Heart Podcast. It's me, John Dan Johnston, fearless leader, founder of Coordination, and I am alone again, naturally. <laughs> okay. Uh, how did your day go? How did your day go? I see a GABA, you're already showing up in the chat. How was everybody's day today? because uh, mine started at six thirty a.m. with one of my customers texting me that a VMware server down and I thought oh my god this is a disaster it overheated shut itself off small business customer I thought it was going to be a nightmare it really wasn't we everything came up okay but it was just uh, you know it was kind of exciting early in the morning then uh, then there was the rumors the rumors exploded the rumors started today. Now, here's the thing about this. I told you guys, remember, I, if you watched on YouTube, I did this video about how I said nobody is going to be happy with what happens in the coaching search and it, with who we end up with. And I think that uh, part of that video, I also said that, you know, it's October and in and, and November things would start heating up and we won't really know that's we're not gonna know I know that there's a lot of stuff about this some announcement is imminent and all this stuff okay so let's just go I am a little burned out so my speech is probably gonna be really crappy in terms of um, okay Matt Hanson goes right off there. coaching search myth versus reality okay I think the myth is that anybody knows what they're doing yeah honest to god i i don't i had talked about it in other shows or other things that i've done that uh you know when trev alberts was hired they had to do the announcement so quickly because the athletic department was so full of leaks that you know they couldn't hire the guy and not have it go out to the press immediately so they they had to bring him in real quick and announce him immediately. They couldn't wait because the press would have been all over it. And, and now we have, uh, I, I think that what is gonna go on or what is happening is that Trev Alberts is conducting a coaching search and he has a search firm he's working with. And the, the, nobody else needs to know what's going on. I I want you to, hear, you guys have chat. I want you to tell me honestly, why do you think anyone else besides Trev Alberts and the search firm he's working with, anybody else beyond those two things would know what's going on with this search? I mean, if you're conducting a massive, giant coaching search that's going to determine your job status for the next year and a half, to well, for the if you lose your current job or not, if you succeed or fail, would you casually mention it to people walking in the door of your office? I don't think you would. Would you casually mention it to anybody? I don't think you would. So I don't I don't see the purpose of Trev Alberts telling anybody anything. Uh and uh somebody mentions the audio is, is kind of crackly. Yeah, we've 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 had some issues. <laughs> I tried to get Nate on me tonight with me tonight and uh, we couldn't get his audio working so so what was the rumors the rumors was that there was going to be a board of regents meeting well they they have to follow rules you know they're under some legal requirements because that's how things are structured and then just to get a show up and have rules i mean we're not auburn for god's sakes scott's tot says the airlines would know i don't know what would they know i mean why if you think about the last what would they know i mean literally what would the airlines show us they, if i mean from all the past coaching searches you've seen uh here you go go get a hoodie uh from all the pass coaching searches we've heard about, not just Nebraska. I mean, normally, they, like, Trev Alberts going somewhere. If Trev Alberts is going to go to, like, I don't know, Boston and meet a guy in a hotel, you know, it, that's what we wouldn't know about that stuff because there are so many flights and there are so many things going on. I do I do think if you're, like, doing data analysis, maybe you'd be able to determine something. But I don't think you're just going to see a flight that's going to tell you really anything until the day comes. You know, remember the whole Houston nut didn't get on the plane thing for Steve Peterson? Um, uh, Okay, so the rumors started, you know, there's going to be an announcement, there's going to be a meeting, then the thing was about uh, the Board of Regents were supposed to sign off on something or hear about something, and really, uh, the Board of Regents Probably have to approve a contract, but they don't have to. You know, Trev Alberts should be able to just go hire somebody unless he's going to spend a hundred million dollars. You know, maybe he's hiring Jimbo Fisher and paying that contract out. I don't think he's that crazy. And then what happened was, uh, you know, there's names floating about, and there's this idea that, oh God, we're going to name Mickey Joseph the next head coach right away. Because he's probably going to lose the next few games and people won't want him, but Trev wants him, so they're going to name him. And that all turned out to be bullshit because there was no announcement today. And then there is uh, the idea that they're going to hire Matt Rule. And that is that true? I don't know. Matt Rule's not, not got a job right now. He's got an enormous payout from uh, who is it? The Carolina Panthers. Would he be a good coach? Would you guys like to see Matt Rule? As the next head coach in Nebraska football, uh, I'm kind of undecided on Matt Rule. Every time I think about Matt Rule, I think he looks like an Ewok, and we'll all, we will all end up wearing smocks. Now, I'm not sure if I'm for that. Now, if he if he starts winning games, I mean, I mean, I let's I, honestly, if the guy starts winning games and says, you need to wear the skin of your enemies, <laughs> I'd be wearing the skin of my enemies. It'd probably be really smelly, but hey, it's winning. Uh, Arnie Cerny says, no rule. I like no rules. That's pretty much how i would lived my life, man. Uh, Joel Tilson says, Matt rule, can be, Matt rule can rebuild. I think that's probably true. Dashcam uh, Dash Cam California says Callahan 2.0. I don't know about that. I think the difference is is they I mean Matt Rule did have well, Matt Rule was responsible for Baylor's most successful season in their school history, and I think that's saying something about Baylor. Uh I'm I'm not I'm not <sighs> put this I've been doing the coach searching things I my next one was going to be on Dave Aranda and if I had to be honest I'd probably say that Dave Dave Aranda is my top choice and the reason for that is I think he's a good coach I think he's been around for a while he coached at Wisconsin so he knows what it takes to he knows what the Big Ten is about been a defensive coordinator Um, I think that you know, I've more of been more of an offensive guy because, well, I played more offense in high school. I wasn't very good, but I got the play. Uh, but I think a defensive coach. I would like to see a defensive coach probably at Nebraska. I do think it's a little bit scary when you look at this team. What's going to be required to rebuild it, and specifically, that means how much neglect there's been in the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, but Matt Rule, I th- I don't I don't I guess I wouldn't be really upset if Matt Rule, other than the Ewok thing, which I can't get past. But I I would not be really upset to hear if Matt Rule was our next head coach. Uh, I would not, you know, I Dave Aranda again. Uh, there's probably some names in there that you guys don't want to hear. Matt Campbell, I would not be upset if Matt Campbell was announced. I know that a lot of people would be because uh, the shine has gone off of him. And I think he was be a very hard sale for Trav Albers. Here I'm giving you all away my all my stuff I wanted to do my for my coaching videos. But we have hit November now. And what that means is this is all becoming a much bigger reality than it was before. I know that there's probably there's probably there's probably some people out there, probably some attitude that think that that they think that. Uh, because this has gone on so long that there's problems. In other words, it, you know, when when we hired Bill Callahan, I don't remember how long that search went on, uh, but it went on for like 45 days, I think, before Bill Callahan actually accepted the job and C. Peterson apparently struck out with people. But it, if you compare this to that, they're not the same thing because we fired Coach, uh, we fired the other guy, Frost, that guy, early in the season and you can take your time finding a new head coach there's no reason for you to go out and have to get one uh immediately so this whole idea that some people if they have in their head that oh god this has taken so long well it can and it you know, quite frankly if you're going to do a good job at it it's fine that it does because like i said it's between trev albertson a search firm and nobody else really Audio is choppy. My signal shows that it's not the best either, so that's kind of a shame. Let's see what else happened. Oh, the Sean Callahan and Steve Sipple did all this stuff about there's nothing going on today and there's no meetings happening today. And I guess I looked at that and thought these are the same two guys that told us we were going to have a great season and everything was going to be fine. And yeah, I'm going to take shots like that. I used to not do that, and um, I just I, – anymore, I I guess I'm not going to hold back on that kind of stuff. Um, what else happened today? Scott's Toss says, can we just rehire Bo Pelini? I think Bo is burned out, and he's not coaching now. He has millions of dollars. I think that he has realized that uh, – that, listen, if you're going to do this for a living, I mean, just think about all the shit you'd have to do to put up with people at Nebraska. I mean, and that's true. Florida State, uh, Texas, you know, any one of the SEC schools except for Vanderbilt. You're in a fishbowl. Uh, everything that happens, you're blamed. You know, you have to be uh, an incredibly first. Not, first thing you have better have is a damn good ego. And I, I, I want to explain that. There's a lot of people that get irritated with people who have egos. But you need, if you're going to be a high-profile person, you need an ego that is going to protect you. Uh, because otherwise, you are going to listen to the people out there, and it's going to tear you down. Because they'll start getting in your head, and it'll screw your life up. I, I can't emphasize that enough. So you do have to have an ego where it doesn't, uh, where it doesn't bother you, uh, so I don't think Bo Polini fits in that category. I think Nebraska exhausted him after a while. Uh, Jeff Koch says Pelini said he didn't want to deal with nil and transfer portal. You know, I he would only coach the NFL now. Yeah, that's understandable. I get that. Uh, Owen Walker said, "We all thought he was going to have a good season." John, I love sip things. I know things. I think I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's a good guy. I just, I just, uh, I, um, I just had. I. It bothers me that uh, I guess a lot. Even now, we can't just look at things and, and call them. We're not realistic about stuff. We still. Have a tendency to paint over all the bad spots in our program, and and I realize that a lot of people expect that from Nebraska football. I mean, years years ago, two thousand nine. Think I think through two thousand eleven. I wrote a book. I wrote a yearbook uh, from Maple Street Press. They went bankrupt during the two thousand nine. I think recession. But I, you know, I I did the yearbooks, and they started to get traction. They started to take off. And I remember talking to a guy, and he said, I, I only buy the media guide from the Nebraska Athletic Department. And I talked to him for a little bit about, you know, why? And he goes, well, everybody else has too many opinions. And when you buy the media guide from the athletic department, you should used to be able to do that when they had, uh, you know, when they had printed media guides. I mean, you get saccharine. That's the job of the athletic department is to say nice, nice things. So, there's that. Uh, Hilo Garcia is here. Hello, Hilo. Uh, DadDada402 says, I coursed, ruined. It went by. <laughs> I course ruined Pelini. Uh, I, I, that's probably true. Hilo says, my new favorite channel for Husker Breakdowns. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Gash Cam, California says, say what you want, John, but we were number one in the Big Ten West for a solid week this year. You know what? And it was a glorious week, wasn't it? Imagine if we could get that feeling for two or three weeks. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got going on? I don't I think we're going to continue to see this this what happened today with the rumors and the screaming and the uh you know and the the twitter i don't know if you guys are on twitter i am on twitter i am contractually obligated to be on twitter and twitter can be fun but i think that you're going to see this stuff on twitter you're going to see stuff come in from all over the place because the absence of any information allows me allows all of us to speculate right and now what we really have is a lot of just rampant speculation on what's going to go on with the coach, and it you know it maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe in the next maybe Saturday will Matt Rule will be named as our next head coach. That'd be interesting. I mean, my understanding is he gets a forty million dollar contract or a forty million dollar buyout, which sounds, which sounds. You know what? I'm sixty years old, and I realize now I didn't save enough for retirement. And I have spent so damn much money this year on medical bills. Uh, it's <laughs> it really sucks. A forty million dollars. I I would take a a five million dollar buyout. If you guys want to buy out like a podcast we have, give me five million. I'd take it in a heartbeat. But uh, my understanding with the Matt Rule thing is gets a forty million dollar buyout. And if he takes a job, then that buyout is reduced by whatever. You know, you have to buy out part of the contract. In other words, the University of Nebraska would probably have to pay part of that contract to hire Matt Rule. I don't know if that's good or bad. Right now, Big Ten money seems to be streaming in the door. So Nebraska should have money for a, a new head coach and assistance, and you kind of want to get it right. So we don't have um, – We don't have to pay a lot more and buy out money because I'm sure this isn't endless. Uh, Hilo says, I heard it only applies to the NFL. It could be. I haven't done the Matt Rule investigation yet. Uh, Owen Walker. Oh, come on. Where'd it go? Owen Walker says, do you think that there is not really good coaches available this year? I don't think that's true. I, here's the problem. I think that the problem is is there isn't a, a sure bet. I mean, the problem is, is everybody has flaws. I mean, even let's go with a guy that everybody would think, okay, if he didn't have baggage, we could hire that guy. That'd be Urban Meyer. But Urban Meyer has baggage. Is he a proven winner over the course of his career? Yeah, but he leaves kind of every place he goes and – some kind of disarray and his let's face it the way he's handled players and stuff like that it really isn't conducive to having a good relationship with the world right now i'm not saying that correctly he's managed players that other coaches probably would have let go or or kicked off their team in order to win i guess that would be the biggest baggage i think urban meyer has so even that guy that wins all the time has a, a like a black mark for a lot of people. Matt Rule, Baylor's best season ever, did a very good job of, at Baylor. Then he went to the Carolina Panthers and failed miserably, apparently. Uh, so that guy has got a mark against him. Gary Patterson, you know, fired last year at TCU. He's still out there, right? Would you like Gary Patterson as a head coach? I think Gary Patterson would be interesting, but... Some people go, well, he's old. Well, screw you guys, I'm 60. I'm still kicking there you go. Uh, let's see who uh, Chris Peterson, next Boise State coach that guy's out there. I don't know if he wants to get back into coaching, but he's you know Matt Campbell. I would have loved before this season. I would probably say Matt Campbell was my favorite candidate, and the reason for that is I think Matt Campbell has shown that he can develop players out of nothing because Iowa State really has nothing to recruit with. And what's he done this year? He's lost a lot of games, and they just haven't had the season where he would be attractive to everybody to hire. So he has a problem. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I, I guess Lane Kiffin to me. Is just an enigma of a guy who continued to fail upward, and he seems like now he's kind of matured and figured it out. I think he would be very interesting. I don't know if he want wants to come coach in the Big Ten because it might be colder than <laughs> colder than he he and his family want to deal with. Uh, but you know, his problem is is a lot of people probably wouldn't. Have, well, Highlander Gun here says. Kiffin's big problem is that he's a frat boy, and we just got rid of a frat boy. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes Lane Kiffin doesn't seem like he takes things seriously. I think he has a really good sense of humor, but I imagine that that might not play well with a lot of people if we lost games. All right, you think about who else is out there. I think there are good coaches. It's just that we don't have a You know, when you look up, for example, if we were sitting in a place, and I don't know why Squid Game came to mind, but if we were sitting someplace with a big board and names popped up, uh, we'd cheer, but there'd always be somebody booing for each one of these names. And that's why I said, no no matter who we pick, people are going to be disappointed and upset by it, because it's not their guy, and there's so many names out there, and we've gone through this for so long, so... That was a long answer to basically saying, yeah, I think there's some good coaches out there that we could get. Got Bert. Bert, Brett Billima, is he a good coach? And Jeff Koch goes, bring on prime time. Uh, Scotts Stott's Deion Sanders if you want the stars. I got to ask you guys, why Deion Sanders? Is it because he can recruit he's recruiting big names to Jackson State and you figure that he if he uh, you know if he went up to the the bigger levels that he would be able to recruit a whole gob of guys? Because I don't I don't know if Deion Sanders could stand the fishbowl that Nebraska is. I mean, right now I think he's got low pressure on him. He can look good. He's certainly a flashy guy and I don't, you know, if you get beat up a little, it's when you start getting beat up a little, how you handle things. Uh, Bill Callahan was not a good coach at handling adversity, was not, or diversity, whichever one fits. Like I said, I'm a little tired. My words are not doing the best. I, Bill Callahan, when big things went bad, he was one of those guys that preferred to go hide under his desk and let the world go by. Uh, and, you know, that, that I think that's why why when you're looking at these coaches uh, probably we really want somebody with power five experience uh, somebody mentioned what was it jamie chadwell is that the guy from coastal carolina that would be the thing about him is he hasn't lived in the fishbowl and i i you know that's That's a hard thing to do. I mean, it really is. It goes back to that ego thing I was talking about earlier where you'd better have an ego to protect you. Uh, Let's see. I'm confused by this statement. Wade Farr says, I won't buy any stuff from you guys till the one from California stops making people send him a dollar on up just so he will answer their questions. I am completely confused by that. Uh, Let's see. Who else we got out there? Oh, Lance Leopold. I think Lance Leopold is intriguing, but again, well, I guess he's got Power 5 coaching experience, although not a lot, at Kansas. So... Pan. Still a lot of names out there. Still a lot of, I uh, think you know, a lot of people. Okay, Jeff Kokey is talking about Connor. Okay, I get that. Uh, Connor, Connor Hayden over uh, Corn Crazed. He's a good guy. He's trying to make a living on YouTube. Or he, I think he's trying to make a go of it on YouTube. So he is. He is very good. I, I like his stuff. He's much more professional than I am. <laughs> I can tell you that is he actually edits his videos and uh i think he does a really good job and that's why if he's doing that thing where he's you know there's this thing we can do on youtube where you join and you get a membership i think and you're super members i haven't done any of that because it's more stuff to figure it out uh it's more stuff to figure out how to make it work and i just uh, i only have so much time for this stuff Uh, Scott's thoughts says, Connor has answered questions for me without paying a dollar. Yeah, I think it's okay. You can just ask him questions, and I'll probably answer them for you. Uh, There was one other thing. Okay, 26 minutes about coaching talk by myself. I think Greg was trying to get here tonight, but he apparently has, at the beginning of month, he has stuff going on that uh, requires him to work very late for the first few days of the week. Wait, okay, Chris Tessing brings up uh, Chris Cleman. I want Cleman to piss off my friend who is a K-State fan and doesn't want him to leave. Uh, Chris Cleman's another one that is another intriguing op- intriguing name that you know, again Power 5 uh Power 5 experience. And you remember Monday night I did we did a list of coaches that I was supposed to do videos for. And I still kind of plan on doing it after day. I looked at it and I was like, am I going to be able to do any more of these without us hiring a guy right away? And then they'll all just kind of fall apart. But I guess, you know, the thing about doing the videos also is that you can look back on them five years from now and laugh at who we thought that would be our coach and why we thought they would be our coach. And, you know, if we do, if I was doing videos five years ago, we could look forward and we could look back and, uh, and go, oh, my God, look what we thought Scott Frost was going to be and what he became, and that would be really sad, and we would all cry together. <laughs> we would, I know. Uh, okay, now it's 27 and a half minutes on Coaching Search. Uh, I did a preview video on Minnesota, and do you guys have any questions about the Minnesota game? I, I have a question for all of you. Since you guys are on the chat, Uh, Are you even paying attention to the football games or are you just paying attention to the coaching search? Because, I I mean, I noticed if I do a coach video that I think it got like 9,000 views or something, but the preview preview and prediction videos are only getting like 2,000. So I keep thinking, are these people not even paying attention to football season anymore and they're just waiting for a new coach to be hired? So tell me, are you just waiting for a new coach to be hired? So with your chat comments, let me know. Uh, Let's see. Blaine Cole from Japan comes in and asks, Does Nebraska need a new identity, i.e. in the form of a new coach? That's an interesting question. Does Nebraska... I, you know, there are a lot of people that tell you we need to go back to the fullback and go back to the triple option, the power I, and honest, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe in that. I really don't. I think the reason why you're seeing so much spread and the reason why you're seeing so many, uh, not, well, not power, come on, what do they call it again? 11 formation, right? Uh, and In other words, two tight ends, fullback, eye back, quarterback under center. The reason you don't see that even in the NFL t- anymore is because the athletic, the line, the athletic defense, come on, the defensive linemen had become so athletic that, I, I mean, a lot of them can run down quarterbacks and a lot of them can just cause so much disturbance up front. You have to spread the field out. If I was going to pick an offense, it probably would have been. Uh, something like Urban Meyer ran, and probably Brian Day is still running a lot at Ohio State, where uh, it's kind of a spread, but it's got power. power. It's got power built into it. All right, Minnesota. Somebody else. Uh, let's see. Somebody said something about the on offensive line. Jeff Koch says. Minnesota's offensive line has dominated us for the last five years. That's been true, especially you, you know I've been was on the sideline for a few of the games in Minneapolis, and uh, I mean it wasn't pleasant watching us and get the shit beat out of us by those guys. I, I still remember the thirty-four to seven game, and and just standing there down in the end zone and just watching them march toward us, just running the ball and running the ball and running the ball and running the ball, and, the ball and how much they beat us up. And then having to hear shit from my own kids. And uh, I don't – here's the thing. I I said this in the preview video. Minnesota's offensive line this year is not as dominant as they've been in the past years. I don't think they're as strong up front as they were. I think some of that has to do with lack of experience. I think some of it has to do with, um, well, lack of experience. I don't think they're missing that Danny Filali or whatever his name was, the big 400-pound guy, guys like that so it'll be interesting to see what happens between minnesota and nebraska i don't think they're just going to run us over and the reason why i don't think that is we kind of held our own i think our offense or our defense against chase brown and illinois's offense and it, it, when i watch minnesota play illinois and i do watch minnesota probably more than anybody else except for nebraska because i have a partial minnesota household but Illinois really kind of physically beat up on Minnesota, too. And Purdue actually beat up on Minnesota physically. And that that was a kind of surprising to me. It, I thought that, you know, Minnesota would do their traditional zone, 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 you know, the nickel duo type plays, and then they'd do well later in the game. And they really didn't against either of those teams. Uh, okay, let's see. Matt Hanson, you think they'll play Smothers. It'd be nice to see him, I guess, uh, have a chance. I mean, we saw him last year against Iowa, and I think he did really well for a while, and then the game just got away from him in the second half and toward the end. But, yeah, it'd be nice to see him. I guess... I kind of get the idea that you're a you're a coach and you put a quarterback in the game and he stays in the game and you don't want to pull him out, but I I know there's a lot of people out there that say if you have two quarterbacks you don't really have one quarterback and honestly I think that's bullshit. I think that if I was an offensive coordinator, because you know I, because I could do that I could some of the lifetime <laughs> uh, I would I would I think I'd run two quarterbacks and I'd have packages for each of them. I know that would be probably harder to do in practice when you have limited time in college but uh, I'll go back to what Minnesota has done in the past with Tanner Morgan and Cole Kramer and switching those guys up and having them run kind of slightly different packages and I think your defense gets really mixed up by that. So it'd be nice to see Logan Smothers at least come in and be able to run I'd run some option, run some speed option. I don't know, run some zone reads or inverted readers. I don't think they've run any of that. But it'd be nice to see him on the field and at least spell Chubba Purdy if that's who we're going to play. And I guess in Casey Thompson's in there, maybe give him a break from getting beat up by putting Logan Smothers in. So, yeah, I'm in favor from seeing uh, different uh, different guys at quarterback. Uh, look at how well K-State did with their backup to Adrian Martinez. Yeah, that that game was shocking. I mean, completely shocking. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Koch says Tanner Morgan is 40 years old. It seems like he's been around forever. I said this in the preview video also. He, I think Tanner Morgan peaked last year. Uh, I I think he's a good quarterback, but he's way too inconsistent. He drives the Minnesota fans crazy. I know that because he can sometimes be really brilliant, and then sometimes be so terrible. It's amazing, and so off. It's amazing. And I know that <laughs> the way our defense has played in recent years, everybody has a star game against this and. I'm hoping that is not the case for Tanner Morgan this weekend. Uh, Blaine Cole says, did the option game die in the Rose Bowl versus Miami? I You know, when you look into Frank Solich's... Uh, offense i don't think frank ran that much option he ran more like a quarterback centric uh run game but did it die in the rose bowl versus miami that's probably a good at time that's probably about the time at which it started going away um you know that that would be interesting to look into okay linda wilkins is with us linda is always here i appreciate you linda And Linda says something that, we, you know what, I'll probably go just a little bit longer because I am kind of burned out. and I'm old and crusty and, and it was an interesting day. Linda says, John, I might give in the world, given the world, n- okay, given the nil world we live in, think that recruiting may not that be a bigger deal now. The coach better be a numbers guy, not a slick talker. I agree with that. I think the thing is, is, this is why I like kind of liked Matt Campbell as a head coach because he has shown that he could develop. And I think that the NIL stuff is really going to help you. You know, for years we've heard about recruiting in Nebraska doesn't is is has a disadvantage because they don't have a recruiting base because we don't have a population. Oh my god, we went away from Texas in the Big 12 and we lost our recruiting base there. We have recruited fine to beat the Big 10 West. Maybe not to beat Alabama or Ohio State, but to beat the Big Ten West, we have recruited fine. I think that you're going to have a combination of recruiting and nil, and both of those things are going to have to work together for you to bring in the best players possible. And your coach, your head coach, is going to be able to work with the nil people. I mean, all the guidelines from the NCAA are really weird about this. Like, you can't offer as an incentive for recruiting – I have no idea how they're going to police that because there's not really any l- rules or laws based around all the nil collectives. Like You know what I mean? So you're, the whole, that whole game has changed, and I think Linda is right. Recruiting isn't going to be as vitally as important. In other words, the cult of personality may not be as important as it was in the past. Uh, to bring players in, you're going to have to have the money. Because, I mean, uh, I, I mean, let's face it. If you're a five-star quarterback recruit coming out of high school and somebody said, where do you want to go to school? Your answer better be, uh, what, what, what kind of campuses do I get to play at? How are the crowds and how much money do I get? And not necessarily even in that order. Uh, Owen Walker brings up, I missed Tim Beck's diamond formation. It was a doozy. Yes, Tim Beck was actually – we hated him at the time, but uh, I think he was one of the better offensive coordinators we've had in years. Linda comes back and says, the first question that will be asked is, how much nil money are we talking? Yeah, probably is. And, I mean, if you think about it, I mean (laughs) – Anymore, but when you look at a top player, right? You, they're going to IMG Academy. They're probably going to a school like Mater D in California. They're going to schools that are very, very well known for producing football talent. It's some in Ellis or some at Louisiana. Uh, you know, I mean, most school, Eden Prairie, Minnesota, has in the past been known for producing very good talent. Uh, Jay Foreman, right? But those guys have been trained to be just like my kids. I beat them up about you better learn math. I, those kids have been trained to be quarterbacks, have been football players since they were in, I don't know, sixth grade, probably younger than that, but, you know, eighth grade. And they come into college way ahead of where they used to be in the past. And their focus is sports. So if you can start making that money early on, I all the more power to you okay, that's 40 minutes. Uh, I would here I'll, I'm gonna a close soon because I am getting really exhausted. Uh, expect the same thing the rest of November until we get a coach. And maybe it's a few days away because it's imminent according to the rumors today i i would expect that it's not it's still going to be at least the mid november and late november before we know who our next head coach is but i would expect uh, rumors to be flying everywhere i would expect uh well just honestly bullshit to be flying all over the place i would also expect that reporters we even know and trust are probably going to be talking about stuff that really just is coming out of nowhere uh because if i mean if I was a guy in charge of actually – if I was Trev Alberts, I'd probably be walking into my office and looking at somebody and saying, hey, guess who I talked to last night? And then I'd give them a name just to see where it went. Then I'd fire them when it showed up in public. Yeah. All right, I'm going to sign off because uh, I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go play video games and kill fake people because that's what I do when I'm brain dead. Uh, I thank you guys for joining me on the Thursday night. I appreciate you guys. I do appreciate your support. I enjoy doing the podcast and the YouTube stuff. Uh, It's fun for me. I don't get out a lot. This is my biggest way of socializing with people who are chatting. (laughs) What a sad life. All right. Let's see. This has been the Five Heart Podcast. I think it goes uh, because five hearts are the only hearts you need. John, go Big Red. Uh, Win the damn game. Okay. Thank you all for joining me, and good night.